0: Hello, people of Earth and anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's news and flashback fun mini episode. Taylor Lautner, Jennifer Aniston, RB singer Khaled, the late Bru Reynolds, singer Brandy and Cheryl Crow, and comed- comedy legend Leslie Nielsen, who passed in 2010, all have birthdays today. 1994 is My Girl 2. Just Go With It and Know Me and Juliet from 2011, Lady Gaga's Born This Way song, and 2000's Snow Day and The Beach all debuted this on this day in their respective years. I have some news to share before getting to this week's flashback fun. Bad news for Beauty and the Beast fans. Yesterday, Ian e! Online reported that the Beauty and the Beast prequel series is no longer happening. Don't believe us? Ask the dishes. On Thursday, February 10th, news broke that the House of Mouse the streaming service had chosen to scrap the highly anticipated series, which was set to take place prior to the events of Beauty and the, Be- the Beauty and the Beast film, the 2017 one, but it's essentially the same as the animated classic. Josh Gad, who was set to revive his LeFou character, alongside Luke Evans Gaston, confirmed the unexpected news on Twitter, writing, Sadly, too's true. We tried to make it work, but underneath the gun, it wasn't meant to be. For now. Gad went on to promise that the characters in this story will live on, but sometimes the best intentions and reality collide and nothing can be done. Yikes. Attention, West Side Story fans. If you weren't able to see the recent amazing Steven Spielberg held remake of the beloved 1961 musical in theaters in December when it got trounced on by a record-breaking blockbuster you may have heard about called Spider-Man No Way Home. Be ready, get, get ready to sing and dance with joy at this news. Deadline.com revealed February 9th, one day after the musical snagged seven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and Best Director. It will make its streaming debut on Disney Plus in the US and most international territories on March 2nd, the streamer announced today. The musical will arrive on HBO Max the same day. In addition, an ABC one-hour special called Something's Coming, West Side Story, a special edition of 2020, is available to stream on Disney Plus now. Speaking of Oscar nominees, com reported yesterday that Best Documentary Film Nominee, Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, is making its broadcast TV debut. The Oscar-nominated documentary will air Feb 20th on ABC, the network said Tuesday. Acclaimed musician Amir Kweslov thompson made his directorial debut with the film, which tells the story of the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival at Mount Morris Park. Just 100 miles south of Woodstock, the festival featured a knockout lineup of R&B acts who turned several days of music and community into a celebration of joy and a call for lack visibility. Summer Soul compiles long unseen footage and vivid interviews with attendees and participants to transport viewers back to the event. It's currently on DVD now. Big news came from Deadline.com today that got Blade Runner fans excited. The replicants are headed to the small screen as Amazon Studios has put a live-action series set in the Blade Runner universe into development. Ridley Scott, who directed the original 1982 Blade Runner movie, is executive producing the series, Blade Runner 2099. A follow-up to the feature film sequel, Blade Runner 2049, which was released in 2017 and directed by Danny Villeneuve. While snowboarder Chloe Kim won gold, Team USA snowboarder Sean White has officially finished his Olympic snowboarding career. Today.com reported this morning he got emotional after his final run at the Olympics on Friday morning. White, speaking to NBC following his final run at the men's halfpipe, where he finished in fourth place, said he was grateful to fans in the sport. I just want to thank everyone for watching. Everyone at home, thank you. He said emotional. Snowboarding, thank you. It's been the love of my life. White recently announced he is retiring from the sport and that this will be his last Olympic Games. He previously earned gold in 2006 in Turin, and then again in 2010 in Vancouver, and in 2018 in Pyeongchang. In 2014 in Sochi, he finished in fourth place. His fourth place finish in 2020 has a distinctively different feel to it. However, after wiping out on his third run in the finals... White took a moment to slowly ride down the rest of the course and wave to the cheering crowd. White is the oldest half-pipe rider in Olympic history at the age of 35. Thank you, Mr. White, for inspiring millions. You deserve a round of applause and a well-deserved rest. Get the tissue boxes ready, folks. Eonline declared earlier... Today, the farewell to the Petersons to the Pearsons will be here before you know it. On Friday, feb eleventh, this is us creator Dan Fogelman joined his show stars Mio Fentomigaliga, Mandy Moore, Sterling K Brown, Justin Hartley, Susan Kelchi Watson, and John Eurates for NBC Scripted Press Day. Of course, since this is us is in its sixth and final season, Fogelman and Company has some expected news to share. The air date for the series finale. In regard to the series finale, which will air on May twenty fourth, Fentimigo ensured those tuning in that it's going to deliver. So, what can fans expect from the final half of season six? Well, Fogelman said the show will live more in the future, far more. Arf, arf, bark, bark. What's that, Lassie? The first puppy is making his debut his television debut this Sunday? Today.com reported this morning President Joe Biden's puppy commander will make his TV debut on Super Bowl Sunday. The German shepherd will appear with Biden's wife Jill in a video message about pet love during Sunday's broadcast of Puppy Bowl 18 on Animal Planet. The First lady's office office tweeted the video Thursday. Blue 43, 22, 35. Hike! As this Sunday is the super-anticipated Super Bowl 56, today I tackle a trio of football films. Spoiler alert, bad football puns abound. As today is the aforementioned late Burt Reynolds' birthday, it only makes sense to kick off this football-based flashback fun with his 1974 prison sports comedy, The Longest Yard which tackled its way to, theater, to the theater Greta Irons first with the New York August twenty first, 1974 date, then into L.A. Stadium September 25, 1974, before a general release in October 1974. Also starring Eddie Albert, Ed Lautner, and Mike Conrad, alongside many real-life football players, like Green Bay Packers' luncheon's Ray Nitschik, the film centers on a football player-turned-convict recruiting a group of prisoners for a football game against their guards. The problems are, one, the warden wants him to throw the game in the guards' favor for a lesser prison sentence. The other problem, his team doesn't exactly have the greatest self-esteem. It scored a total of 43 million touchdowns, it's been remade three times, as Finney Jones's 2001 British film Mean Machine, the 2005 Adam Sandler remake The Longest Yard, which I talked about within the past year or two, also starring Reynolds' coach Kate Nate Scarborough, and the 2015 Egyptian film Captain Mazur. Did you know that some of the actors had played professional football beforehand? Burr Reynolds actually played for Florida State University and had been drafted by the Baltimore Colts. Ray was a middle linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Purvis Atkins played for the Washington Redskins, the Oakland Raiders, and Los Angeles Rams, while Mike Henry played for both the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Rams. Joe Knapp played quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Then-Governor Jimmy Carter actually facilitated the production in Georgia. And two years after they appeared in, the young, in this film, Burt Reynolds and Bernadette Peters would appear in Mel Brooks's 1976 film, Silent Movie, although they wouldn't share any scenes together in that film. Running on to the theater playing field on March 25, 1988, was the comedy... John Reed be Good, starring Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., Jennifer Tilly, Steve James, Paul Gleason, and Umar Thurman. In the film, despite being short and scrawny, high school football prospect Johnny Walker has a big dilemma. Should he take one of the many offers from talent scouts, or should he totally give up his football career and dream and attend the local state college with his girlfriend? The film had cameos from former Chicago Bears quarterback Jim McMahon, along with sportscaster Howard Coswell. Judas Priest, who contributed to the soundtrack, re-recorded the title track Chuck Berry's Johnny B. Good'" for their Ramadam album. Unfortunately, despite starring famous actors and comedian, the film fumbled badly, both critically and financially grossing only 18 million field goals. According to the Internet Movie Database, Anthony Michael Hall and Paul Gleason reunite after appearing together in 1985's The Breakfast Club. And this is the second movie after 16 Candles in 1984 in which Anthony Michael Hall asks a girl for her underwear. Charging into theaters like quarterbacks charging down the field goal line, on September twenty eighth, 2007, was Dwayne Johnson's first Disney film, the sports comedy The Game Plan, which is the last of our football-focused trio. The film, which credited him as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, also starred Madison Pettis in her big-screen debut and Kyra Sedlick. It focused on a professional quarterback who, right before his team's big championship game, learns his previous relationship, uh, produced an 8-year-old daughter. It was of Vista Pictures' final release film as Disney soon retired the name. It scored a total of 146.6 million field goals worldwide in theaters. Did you know that this film has tons of references to Elvis Presley, including posters and songs? Those last two were actually added by Dwayne Johnson and director Andy Fickman, who are both enormous Elvis fans. And Johnson actually met his future wife, Lauren Heshian, while filming this movie. Other famous football-based films that I've done on this show in the past include Remember the Titans, Jay McGuire, Friday Night Lights, Rudy and the Blind Side. Other football-centered Films include School Ties, 1998's The Water Boy, Little Giants, We Are Marshall, Invincible, Brian Song, and Leatherheads. That's all for now. Happy Super Bowl and Poppy Bowl weekend, my minions. Bye.